Get Heavy Podcast, hosted by Craig Casamas and John Scheimer. What up, dog? Ah, hey. What's up? Hey, bro. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? I was just telling Craig, like, I'm just kidding. We're not booking. We're not talking to a person. We're just going to talk to the fan. <laughs> hey, if you if you turn your pad sideways, you get like a wider view on everything. I don't know if you can or not. There you go. Oh, what up? Oh, yeah. oh. look at that. Yeah. Welcome to technology. Now I have to stack these books higher. There you go. Oh. Stack a higher, stack a higher book. We want to see yeah. more of your. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, my decks. Let me stack this up with extreme ownership. Nice, dude. <laughs> is that is that the David Goggins book? No, no, no. It's uh, Jocko Wilkins. Jocko, that's right. <laughs> nice, dude. Look at you. I have been stoked on David Goggins' voice, like late at night. Like, man, I told myself I was I was gonna be tucked around no more. That voice yeah. is just too much. Voice dude. is nuts, dude. <laughs> I love that. Like a total punk rocker is listening to like military inspirational shit. <laughs> oh, dude. Jocko's a psycho, this- dude. For this Dave. podcast, I, I covered up that blue line with a black one. Just oh, for well, the yeah, 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 yeah. That's a that's a black that that's a Blue Lives Matter uh, flag, isn't that? Man, black? this is a satanic flag. A friend gave me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, hold on. Let me fix this. I I didn't fix put it, this dude. In. It's okay. We're here for we're here for we're here for you. We're here for All you, right. bro. We're here for you, man. What's up, bro? You look good, man. Oh, this whole thing. I'm this feeling like that old thing, man. You look good. Dude, you know what? Before I did this, I was kind of tired, and I was like, "I can't be, I can't be coming through like all week." I shaved, I took a shower, Damn. I, cleaned up, I cleaned up. Poncho, Poncho, what's up, Poncho? Poncho, oh, my boy, Poncho. Yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna get this ready real quick. No yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good. So what's up with you? What's been happening? Um, I'm fucking, uh, me and my wife and one of my best friends were opening up a restaurant. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my. So, Wait. uh, opening up a vegan restaurant in Ventura. Dude, what's it called? It's called Fatty Vegan, dog. Oh, I saw, yeah, okay, I saw, um, Punk Rock Bowling put something up about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm hip. Yeah. I'm hip. I'm hip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're hip. You're with it. See? I'm with it. I know what the kids like. I you know what's up. But um so uh yeah, we uh we got this opportunity that we couldn't pass up even in the fucking quarantine. Yeah, dude, no you way. You know, it was just like it was like, "All right, this isn't ideal, but let's make this work." And we're making it work. And that's actually where I'm at right now. This is the decor. Dude. Oh, you know what? And I was, yeah, I was noticing it. It's like a, you're like a hip Mexican restaurant right there. That's the, the red it, wall. Dude. That's the first thing I thought I was like, they got to be Mexican. Show, show them the floor, John. Can you oh. see the floor where you are? Yeah, look at the floor. Whoa! Sick, dude. I can't wait. Dude, I'm that's what's up. Actually, we're going to have you, uh, we're going we're, we're gonna to have comedians here. So, you know. We'll definitely have to have the com- the comedy routine come through. Oh God, Jesus Christ! The comedy routine come through. There we go. Look at you. You're all set up. Nice, framed up, looking good. 
Uh, now, let's, 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 every once in a while, uh, you need to make sure you say, like, this is not a Blue Lives Matter. Yeah, flag. let's see the bottom of that flag, huh? What's going on? Oh! oh! <laughs> uh, so, yeah, does man. This like, uh, is this, does this look good for y'all? You're yeah, all good, man. Good for me. Does it look good for you? Feel, How do you look? Know. It looks good. Actually, like, can you just turn it a little sideways? <laughs> oh. Right as I did it, yeah. That was awesome. Okay, wait. I'm going to try one more thing before we start. Two minutes. Okay. Go right ahead. One, maybe. Let me you try this. It. We're here. We're here for you. I was going to have him. I want to have him turn his head so it's perfectly in the stars. <laughs> like oh, there you go. Stars. There you go. It's like, it'll look like a noble American flag. I should have got charged up. I wonder if <laughs> Come on, it's a day it's a day off. It's a day off. I you know. don't need to charge up. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's whoa, a whoa, Monday. Whoa. You don't charge up on Mondays, bro. I know, that's our day off. That's the day that's I'm the like, day off. Dude. Yeah, who does that? Yeah, David D- David on tour will uh he can have his mohawk up for like six days straight. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Like pristine. Always. Pristine mohawk. Yep. Like, this is better. one of the ones go. that you're just you dream of. You dream of as a young punk kid. Oh, dude, you got to But you got to be the size of a young punk kid, but yeah, forty-two. Yeah. Can you can you let me in on my other one? I think I got a better. Yeah, it's easier. There you go. Let's try okay. that. Whoa! Here we go. It's oh it's damn! Like, there you go. Inception. All right, I'm I'm gonna That's... I'll kick the other one out. Okay, cool. Inception. Right. Check what? this out. <laughs> Damn, What's dog. Up? What's up, dude? Oh, my God. This is awesome. You just need a bald kitten. You need Poncho and a bald kitty kitty on the other side. I know. This shit looks good. How my skateboards look good? Looking good, dude, man. They're all framed up. Looking uh, good, man. Looking good. Dude, I have a, so, uh, so, what's I up, man? Thanks for I've got a little kombucha. You know my bucha, boy. You got your booch, man. You got your booch, boy. How's uh how's things going, man? How are you doing? How's uh what you been uh what's how's Texas? Actually, what's it like living in a free open state? Okay. <laughs> what's Let it me... like being free and open <laughs> and Let... just like spreading the virus like crazy everywhere that people go? Fred Eagle? Okay, are we we're starting. This is going. We're all right? yeah. we're ready. Yeah. We've been on the whole. We've been recording the whole time. We decide when we want to start. Like, um, dude, you know what though? You know what's weird? You're gonna get me all politically like pumped up and shit. But this, I mean, it's up to you know, take it wherever you want to take it. Yeah, I'm like, I, so I left. Oh fuck. Okay, when this, when all of this kind of was going, starting up, um. Like, dude, we were supposed to be leaving to go on tour with Leftover Crack. It, it, it like maybe less than two weeks when this. We were started. all we were all supposed to be on that tour. That's, oh, that's right. I was gonna be I was you're, gonna be tour managing you guys and Leftover Crack on that tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So, uh, and and I kept thinking at the same time, probably the same thing as you guys. Like, there's no way. There's no fucking way that this is gonna that this is really going to happen. And I was thinking, and I think even I may have been sending you messages 
dude, I know DIY spots we can go to to get around the government. And everybody was thinking that. And uh, fuck, dude, here we are. How many months later? It's nine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, nine, nine yeah. months later. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, like I mean, I remember um, uh, one of the members of Leftover Crack, like, when when it was like probably like the middle of February when it was really starting to kind of pick up a little, you know, a little bit across the country. Mm-hmm. And they, I talked to them and they were like, uh, if I, I talked to the, they, they had a friend that worked at the CDC and they basically told him that if we go on that tour, everybody on the tour will get COVID. Oh, and it, it's very true. It would have yeah. totally happened. Yeah, no, exactly. And, so when this all happened, something crazy happened. And I'm pretty sure that my mom had it, but I don't think that they had the, they knew how to test it yet because dude, it was like the, the way it hit me so hard was I was still under the impression like this is going to go away in a month. This is not that big of a fucking deal. And next thing you know, dude, I was like delivering pancakes to her because I thought it might be her last meal. <clears throat> but like, through the house and then looking at her through a window and it was like a fucking movie you know it was rainy and cold and gray and I could hear her lungs through the window and I was like oh my god I'm in that fucking movie you know the character like uh goes to see his mom for the last time and I, I I literally thought that and I was like fuck man I just I brought my mom fucking pancakes but, you know, it was like what she asked, and um, I came home, and that shit kind of kind of hit me. And I started contacting some of my friends, and I have some friends that are, you know, like most of us that, that are nurses. And they were telling me, dude, this is no fucking joke. And to get back to the question, what it's like to be here, living here in Texas, is so... All of that shit, so what is that, like, um, April in in May, mm-hmm. all that shit was, was going down, and then George Floyd, um, th- that that incident happened, and I live in Austin, which we, we call, um, Austin is an island in a sea of shit, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I almost live in La La Land of Texas, because I'm like... Hey, you know, there's a a vegan shop and the coffee shop and they hit across the street and, um, you know, everybody's just willy nilly around me. But then next thing I know, dude, um, I start seeing open carry people all over the fucking place. And um, I left to get out of town just for a couple of days before any of this happened, I was planning on taking just two days me and old poncho in uh in corpus at my friend's trailer and um i just went there and i was coming back i think it was like on a friday when all the shit in minneapolis was hitting the fan Mm -hmm. i was driving through downtown and it was right when the riots and and everything was was really starting and dude it's it's been fucking nuts dude because um I went out, you know, I I think, I I wish I could go back and be like, I went out ready to fucking tear shit up. But the first day 
I was in just like, like confusion because we're going through COVID. Everybody's been locked up in their houses, but now everybody is like, we're willing to deal with this over this, you know, civil unrest. And um, the police station in Austin had like 13, 12 and um, kill the fucking pigs all over it. And um, the main highway, I-35 police were, you know, shooting people with bean bags and there was tear gas. And I was walking through it like, again, like a movie. Everybody's kind of running around me and I'm just walking through in in a daze watching this shit happen. And um, the next day I went back out to check shit out and skateboard and, and listen to some people and, um, dude, it, it just, that's when I started seeing the craziness. Like, um, we, I, I forget that I live in this fucking Republican area, dude. There was like, um, what's that fucking crazy dude? Um, the, the, the fucking, the conspiracy theorist guy. Alex Jones. Um, oh, yeah. Info- Alex Jones, yeah. Dude, yeah. Driving around <clears throat> Screaming out of the back of his truck. <laughs> yeah. and, and then you have all these fucking, um, and, and it sucks that you have to speak this way because, you know, in a perfect world, it, it we would be evenly fucked up or at least, but it's like, no, all these fucking white dudes with um, fucking shotguns, machine guns, multiple guns, guns around their legs and just in storm walking around the streets and it's it's fucking nuts and i'm going i'm going crazy so then um you just have these people i started i i saw people like screaming like you're gonna let me in this fucking grocery store this is bullshit and spit coming all out of their fucking like i don't gotta wear no goddamn mask this is fucking bullshit and and it's fucking nuts and my mom lives just a little bit north of austin and so that's like as soon as you leave the the center of austin it's like it starts to get a little different and i go to the grocery starts store. to hear the banjo playing oh, yeah. <laughs> like whoa yeah dude seriously yeah. and and I'm ha- I have a mask on and like a Los Crudos shirt or something and red hair and dude it felt like it felt how I felt 25 years ago. People were looking at me and just like you could hear them talking under their breath, you know, uh, like they just they were unhappy to see me wearing a mask and, and at the same time, you know, there's that fucking confusion where these fucking weirdos were just talking about how we need to listen to the police and follow the rules. And and now they don't want to in the face of death. So I don't know, man. How, how about you guys? What's up with that? Dude, we're in a, we're in the lockdown right now. I mean, oh yeah. yeah. They you know, reversed it again to another lockdown, but. Um, you know, it's the same out here. You still have the bunch of, I mean, for the most part, 90% of everyone's doing what they're supposed to do, but you still have that same pushback. And, 
you know, it's, it's just like, it's so weird that it's like, you know, for some of these white people, the most oppression they've ever felt is being told to put on a fucking mask. <laughs> and it's like for your own safety, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's so asinine, man. Like it just shows a lot of like what is happening in this fucking country right now, you know, but we're in the middle of a lockdown and, you know, no one's happy with anyone here in California. You know, all these businesses are suffering and there's no help. You know, you got fucking, you know, John is the one rare person on earth that's, you know, been yeah. able to have a silver lining as far as starting a business during this shit. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. yeah. I've, been, I've been fucking doing food delivery as well, a way. Yeah. You know, and I think, John, as usual, I commend you, sir. I commend you. But um, I've been thinking like this, and this is why I'm so stoked that that is your business, because I just, I skimmed over it. It probably said your name and owned by you, but I just skimmed through it, it and, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, that's cool. But I feel like right now, look, we're in the perfect storm of traumas. Uh, like, dude, social fucking unrest um, a fucking virus, uh, this enormous, uh, walking piece of diet. Can you be a walking piece of diarrhea? Literary, my literary freedom. Yeah. I, I want Yeah, it. there it is. Donald Trump, uh, we're going into also, uh, electing somebody that, that maybe we'll say the lesser of two evils, but we needed to get the guy out, and uh, through all of this, though, the way I feel, it, and I like, you know me, and if, if you know me, I have a very negative outlook that I keep inside of me, because I feel like if I talk about it, and if I act on it, I'll get, I'll get swamped, dude, and we've seen multiple of, multiple friends not come out of this thing, dude, this is serious yeah. shit. But on the positive note, what I'm looking at is right now, the universe, whatever the fuck it is you want to call it, is giving people like you and me and millions of us an opportunity. How are you going to keep this together? Because businesses like you pump people up like, fuck, we're still here. We can still do it. Um, right now, the question that, that I'm working on um, because I'm sure like you guys as well, there became a little spot where it became hard to to think, you know, I'm alone. Um, I don't, you know, at first I thought I'm going to write, I'm going to write a fucking book. I'm going to write two albums. <laughs> Dude, I would, I, I looked up and I've been like staring at Poncho for three weeks. Both of us. <laughs> but it it's taken this this last month to to come out of it dude and and now i'm going okay i'm going to start running again because if i don't i do feel like there's some weird power at b that wants us to fail and you know i'm i'm really stoked for you i'm stoked that you're you're gung ho fucking attitude thank you it actually feels uh i was actually telling um my, my buddy who i'm doing it with i was telling him today it feels good to like be creating something again or like doing something that's like we're putting this together there's an end goal of like constantly serving something you know what i mean it's like it's like it's like the feeling of going on tour 
You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's a purpose to it all when we're out there. Dude, you know, it, keep the machine going. And it's like, it's fun to be building a machine again. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's so funny, too, because you and I have talked about this. There becomes a certain point when when you start attracting, like, haters. And and they hear that term, the machine. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're part of the fucking machine. But it's like, no, after the amount of time that you and, and I, we grew, we grew up in a type of, uh, culture where you're not supposed to be like, I, I did good, but I look back and I'm like, I'm fucking 42. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I must be doing okay. You know, I'm still doing it, but. I'm stoked to be part of the machine that fights the bigger machine, you know, and us rolling. Like when we were on that fucking tour together, dude, there's non fucking stop. in yeah. some, Oh, hold on. Whoa. Uh, oh, I'm back. I'm hey. back. But some little bullshit that'll happen, you know, that, that some people don't think is, is a big deal, but it was a big deal. The way that we bonded together. Yeah. One is like a wheel fall off of an amp and another guy runs over and grabs it. But that's a part of this big thing. Like, you know, when your name comes up, it's a very highly, um, high reputation and low reputation. And same- <laughs> yeah. but, but just that, like that good, that good, bad. that good. Just yeah, that like, good to, hey, I gotta, I gotta keep the property value down somewhere. You know what exactly. I mean? You keep it. So it's not, you know, like all the way. We can't we can't afford this high pay rent shit all the time, you know what I mean? Yeah, you got you got low class white people moving in and I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. so uh so so you were talking about like, you know, like dealing with like this time and like, you know, like how like you know, you were gonna write and you didn't write, you know, you ended up listening at Poncho, but you did get some things accomplished yeah. in the in the quarantine. Uh Starving Wolves put out a record, the band you sing for. One of the yeah. mini bands you sing for, yes. Starving Wolves. Uh, you guys put out a record. Uh, did did you guys record any during the quarantine, or was it already recorded? What was the what was the story about that? It was recorded, and um, and and the the thing was, we were kind of juggling how we were going to put it out. And when this this came, like at first, I had like a big. Um, all these ideas, let's do this, let's do that. And, you know, and I just thought this is gonna, this is gonna be around for about another six months, maybe a year at that time. That's what I was thinking. So I said, let's fucking, um, let's put this out. Let's put this out ourselves. Um, Let's connect with people because we're that kind of size band. Nobody's going to do it for us. And so it just made sense put the record out ourselves. We got nothing but time. We sent out all the records ourselves. Um, we wrote a little letter to everybody that we, that, that ordered a record. And it kept me, even when I was just staring at Poncho, it kept me connected, working and, and rolling. And um, it, it saved a lot of my mental health. That's for sure. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I mean, we, we, we had, we, my band put out a record in June of this year and it was like, we had pushed it off and pushed it off because it was already done and all the, and you know, and, 
But what I have found, like, since it's been out, and obviously we haven't played one single show. We haven't done any real press for I mean, we did a little bit of press, got some some stuff for it, you know, when it came out or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, you, you kind of just throw it into the ether, you know. But what's really nice is, like, it makes you really appreciate the people that's, that bought it, especially the vinyl. You know what I mean? It yeah. really touch puts you in touch with, like, the actual people of your music. Because in all this shit happening, everyone shut down, everyone out of work, you know, political turmoil, all that shit. Like, there's still people that need music. They want music. They need it in their lives. And they're willing to spend their $15 when that could be the difference for breakfast or not on your yeah. record or your t-shirt or whatever, man. And it makes you feel really fucking appreciative. Like, you know, we did our, that end of the year Spotify bullshit that came out and I was shocked. Like, you know, 35 countries of people that listen to your music. You're like, wow, dude. Like it really just helps you. Like this, this whole year for me has put a, a massive like thing into perspective as far as really appreciating what we do, you know what I mean? Playing punk and heavy metal and shit like that. Like, our fan bases are so connected. It's, you know, it's, 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 you got to step back and appreciate that, you know? Well, that, and then, you know, I kind of think, you know, we're, we're all alone in this certain way, but there's, you know, whenever you think you're at the bottom, there's people that, that are even lonelier, oh, yeah. you know? In, and it's like, not saying like this, like, Oh, my listeners are very lonely. I mean, like in the way of that, I have a, I have at least even a band to reach out with, but there's been times in my life when I've been like completely alone and having that, that ability where people know that they can kind of contact you. And we're at, you know, we're at a nice size that I, that, that, you know, you really appreciate everything and i'm able to communicate back and forth literally to almost every person that bought something that writes us and um i mean i think it wasn't like a ton but we did like three pressings of our vinyl which was like awesome dude and it, and, and it just it meant it meant a lot and the people that bought it they know it meant a lot and that feels good that feels like you know, whenever you say like, people will be like my fans. I understand the word. You understand the word. But I also like to click it in my head. Like these are people that support the, you know, what what we're all doing, and and that just means a lot to be more connected to the people that support all of this. What, yeah. What we do, what we do, does not happen if we go and play by to ourselves at a yep. bar. You know what I mean? Like, you do that enough times, and you're like, "Why the fuck? Are, why the fuck are we doing this?" You know? Yeah. It, it it makes it one of those things too, where it's it's fun. Like when when we started Starving Wolves was kind of after Crumb Bombs, and I was just like out of I was like crazy as all fucking hell. And what's up, girl? You know I like that nacho. Yeah. <laughs> This is uh, this is my wife Candice. You met her. You met her backstage at the El Rey. I did. What's up? This Poncho. Yeah. yeah. I was just telling her. I was just telling her. I'm like, come look at Poncho. Come look at Poncho. <laughs> crazy because he'll just stay like this. He's become like so sport. Like this is how he thinks he should be. Like <laughs> he is. <laughs> he is. But um, like 
I forget kind of what I was saying, but oh yeah, when we started this band, I was like, I was like broken. I was like, I had had a divorce with my four wives in the band or husbands or whatever. And I was burnt. And I was like, there's no way I want to go through this again. And if I am going to do it, I want to be more fucking connected. And there's um, an idea, like a foundation. If you're a band and you have a foundation with your supporters and followers and people that want to roll with you, when when something hits you, there's support. And I think that it's that it, it, this has just changed my whole perspective of when that band started to be so connected with everybody and them to be supportive during all of this is it's a big it's a big deal right 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 yeah uh and your your other band that you sing for that's a little more known you got that that band's very uh the casualties the casualties <laughs> you remember uh, that the casualties <laughs> your guys is um I mean, at least your guys' Instagram game is second to none in the punk world, I believe. You I know? believe second to none. First to nobody. First to nobody. <laughs> I'll be you ain't first or last. Yeah. None is right. Uh, I mean, just, the, just, just the amount of uh, connection that you guys do uh, is important to fans nowadays. You know what I mean? And it's cool to see bands recognize it and realize that it's not about having an ego and going like, these are my fans. They're going to do so for me. It's about like, literally like just going like, Hey, yeah, I'll respond to it. I'll respond to this. I'll respond to a question. You know what I mean? Like, and there's like, Oh my God, thank you so much for responding. It's like, it's like, no, like, like, why wouldn't I? Yeah. Why wouldn't I? You know what I mean? Like the funniest thing is that happened with, with some of this is, um, Josh that owns uh, Straight to Hell, you know, the like clothing company or something. I've known him uh, for, you know, almost 20 years when he was printing T-shirts out of his apartment in Chicago and and letting all of the bands stay there. And he's like a really like great guy. And so I dig, I love supporting his, you know, his stuff. And I had posted something we, we were filming a video and I was wearing like this straight to hell vest and I said something like you know supported it or something and sure enough I and I, as soon as I pressed like send like out to the world I was like oh I know I'm gonna get shit for this but uh some guys like fuck that pussy ass bullshit overpriced blah blah blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And so I was like, well, to be honest, and anybody that knows me, my vest is like my fucking purse. All my, all my shit goes in there. I wear it at least 330 days um, a year. I'll wear that motherfucker. Let's just, let's lowball three years. And so I broke it all down and I said like, you know, this jacket cost me like less than a dime a day to wear or something. Right. But like a penny or, you know, whatever it was. And then the guy wrote back and I was cool. I was like, well, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way. This is my homeboy and I wear my vest all the time. So I could go buy one for $18 and it falls apart on me. But this one works. And the guy wrote back, he goes, 
man, you're probably right. I think I have some other kind of resentments. <laughs> and now, <laughs> now, dude, like we chit chat, we joke. Yeah. And, and another guy did the same thing. Man, fuck that bullshit. You should go to Angry Young and Poor. And I go, oh, I love Angry Young and Poor. And the guy writes back, oh, yeah, they got some pretty cool shit. That vest was all right. <laughs> it's just man, so weird how that shit's like so – It just all it is is attention. Like they just want attention. And then when you – like when you give it to them and don't like – you know, you can obviously – you can try to destroy them, and that's fun every once in a while. But when you really engage with someone and you go, dude, like what the fuck? They're all – Oh, I didn't think you'd read this, man. Like, fuck. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, dude, it's actually pretty cool. Like, <laughs> you're like, what well, the? Like a, who are a, you, man? It's a weird thing fans do. Like, yeah. like it's almost like, uh, you know, like, like, like you're you're supposed to be some character, and yeah. then when you're just like, when you're just like, hey, what's up, man? How's it going? They're like, oh, uh, yeah, shit. I just, you, you know. know. Oh yeah, and it's the same thing. You get something that. A very close friend of mine said, uh, like one of the early times we were, we were talking in our, in our relationship and said, uh, yeah, some of you guys are fucking assholes. Why? What happened? Well, um, one of the members of your band got mad because we went back and stole a bottle of vodka. Yeah. Yeah. Come to my house. See what I'm writing and see how much money I have in my pocket. That bottle of vodka is ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, what? You're, oh, you're just supposed to fucking be able to take it? Us not get mad about it? Yeah, yeah I will sad, make so. a fucking. I'll make. I'll fill you up one of these and take it. Don't take the fucking whole bottle. And yeah. the other thing, maybe it wasn't mine. That might have been John's. Right? Yeah, yeah. It definitely wasn't yours. Do you yeah, find? I know that, like, you've obviously been heavily involved in punk for a long time, but do you find that, like, The Casualties is a band that's, like, heavily based in fucking, you know, participation and, you know what I mean, up the punks and all that shit, but, like, do you find that people really assume that you're, like, a fucking character that you, and you're, you're like, I'm not, no, man, it's not, it is, I'm not like this all day long, like, you know what I mean, like, do you have a trouble with that, with their fans not? believing like that reality is real well you know what you know what the the funny thing is and and it's really cool and you can let it bite you in the ass or mm-hmm. you can navigate um as well as you can but for a lot of us probably the three of us at one point in time i was the character right. um i was uh and I would say that up until literally until I was about 36, I I was that character and I was at every fucking house party. I I was like, when I go back and think about it, I was like drunk, uh, unproductive, unhelpful Superman. I was at every (laughs) like waking up and and i was drinking in every alleyway like puking all over the place um you know like literally all the time and so when my life kind of changed and i needed to i needed to change my just personally mm-hmm. for my and and my mental health my way of life i made a i made a 
very conscious decision that I was not going to be, because when you are that character, you also get spoke down to as that character, because that character can only, I, I make promise to do a lot of stuff, but I can only successfully get as much done as my addiction will allow me to get done. And mm-hmm. so when I made this change, I told myself that I'm going to play music. I'm going to hang out at bars. I'm going to talk to people because there's a lot of people that um, their whole life has to change. And Mm -hmm. so for me, that question was it, it like haunted me my first couple of years where I wasn't like drinking and doing drugs because that was my identity for 20 years. Right. And how your identity and your habit from 20 years in a year, it, it doesn't happen. And I think that's, that's what fucks people up. They don't know how to, how do I react now? And it was difficult, but that hard, like David fucking Goggins, dude, I was, I was hanging with the punk. Stay hard. I was hard, <laughs> but it was hard, dude. And so, you know, there's those times when every, every night is Saturday night for us you know mm-hmm. and so when somebody comes out to a show and they want to fucking do rails all fucking night and it might be like whether it's me or anybody else dude we've been fucking on a month-long party and we have to drive 12 hours right after this mm-hmm. it becomes hard because people take it personal like i'm personally telling you to fuck off and, you know, they think, like, I'm telling them they're not punk enough. And I'm like, no, it's not that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's got to be weird to navigate, man, because I think about it, you know, that 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 uh, culture and, you know, in that scene is so based in that the party is the fucking hang. You know what I mean? Like, and the more fucked up you can get and the more, you know, crazy, it, you know, that it just creates that thing. But having to navigate that every night, you know, it happens in ev- to every band, you know, it's got to be. So are you totally like sober? You don't drink or do nothing yeah. anymore? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's been, and, 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 you know, I don't, I don't like to, um, I don't like to use any, any term because I, the, the things that like there, there's certain things that are like, I was talking to a friend today. I was so fucking lucky because I can look at things two ways all of this shit was fucked up and oh my god I can't believe I did this or I did that but that was part of 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 getting to where I'm at and I was so fucking lucky to learn those hard fucking mistakes because I want to stay in this world that we live in and now I can be like I can help build the walls you know or not the walls but I can help build you heard it first blue lines matter build the wall damn it (laughs) (laughs) Trump 2020 you know like like John's doing like fucking building a restaurant uh mm-hmm. somebody's setting shit up so well you you've been able to build a foundation for yourself you know what I mean not only yeah. that like you with you being sober you know not that you were preaching sobriety to people but you're at least providing people with another way to realize like, Hey dude, like it's not based in this lifestyle completely. Like it's a yeah. mentality. It's a mindset. 
you know, and you don't have to be fucking out of your mind blitzed every day to prove it. You know what I mean? Like, well, so that's cool because there's a lot of younger generation of punks that they still don't fucking know. You know what I mean? You know, what's, what's been really cool is like, I've been lucky enough to, uh, you know, I, I got asked to join this band that has a very um, tight group of people, supporters, followers, mm-hmm. fans, and they expect that kind of close-knit um, connection to the band. And it, it felt like at first, again, kind of how am I going to, how the fuck I'm, I guess I would have been like two and a half years into this. Oh, fucking hell. Now I'm in the 40-ounce casualties. But the thing is, like, I love that fucking way of life. I just can't follow through with the shit that I want to do. You know what I mean? I don't want people to stop doing blow. I don't want people to stop drinking, you know. Um, I like to see people, like, live and take care of themselves if it's negatively affecting them but you know again those are the things that we have to find out for ourselves but it's been so cool because dude i've got beers all around me i'm gonna throw them out hand them out but i think the thing that that i like to say is drink or fucking don't i i don't give a fuck this is my life i don't care you yeah. know that I like to see people fall <laughs> over. <laughs> see you, uh, you just just when you brought up like 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 you know yeah you drink I don't I just, it makes me think of that time uh, in Salt Lake City. Do you remember the Salt Lake City show? Do you remember me oh. having to bring? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so Salt Lake. So uh, there's a song. Um, uh, there's a, there, like, uh, usually at a certain time you ask for shots, right? Yes. Yes. You ask yes. for shots for the band. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Yeah. They asked for shots for the band and I went and got them, but you know, this is like, we're three quarters of the way done with the tour. I go, I go get them like before I know that's about to happen. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to get these guys shots. So like, I think it was like, it's, yeah, look at him. He's dying. He's dying. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh shit. Whoa. <laughs> So, so I, so I go to, I go to get the shots. I'm waiting side stage and we're in Salt Lake city. And it's this stage that's like as high as like my chin, oh, you know, I got the shots, I'm walking and all of a sudden I fucking trip over something on the stage <laughs> and just the shots, everything. I just fall straight down and they're like playing fucking playing a song on stage and I'm just like oh and like Dave Dave looks at me just like and I'm everyone's kind of trying to figure out what the fuck's going on because like I I was behind them I was behind them and in front of the drummer I just face planted oh man face planted hard but but you know what this is like John how many kids do you have two okay this is like when the dad like move came out you know like the dad is not gonna get embarrassed in front of the kids no <laughs> yeah. when he fell it wasn't like whoa it was like you know every every couple of years you have a fall and you're like yeah i don't know how that happened none of us knew he yeah. didn't understand how it happened yeah. and he got up his face though too was just like 
Like I meant to do that. I meant to what? do that. Yeah. But you know what? There was, there was a couple of times, um, I think like all of us have fallen and it's just so fucking, there's no fucking way to, to hide it on those kind of stages. And you just, you learn, that's one of those things you learn this extra layer of, I don't like, I'm not getting embarrassed at all. Yeah. yeah. The, the trick is just keep it moving. You know what I mean? You oh, just got to keep it moving. dude. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah. nope, I'm not getting embarrassed at this shit. Crumbums were playing a, a TKO like 20 year anniversary or something. And it was this big show. And then we had just done this like deal. Like all, we were like one, like at that point we were one of TKO's like big baby bands, you know, like Mark was really supporting us and stuff. And so we had this great time and we were still like so used to playing just you know, little tiny places and we're playing this big show. And I can remember Trey and the other dudes that were like, okay, don't come out when we play, we're going to start playing. And then, then you come out like hard and it's like, you know, the big, um, there you are. And so my, that's right. I'll come out like that. And I had like green and yellow fucking Dwayne Peters shoes on. Like I was all excited all black and yellow with lime green shoes. And so I came running out and sure enough, like I hit like a cord. It just face planted. The legs rolled over. What, what could you do? So I just rolled up and kept going. (laughs) They roll into it like a ninja, you know? Oh yeah. Like that was part of it. There's nothing worse than fucking eating shit for no reason. I always seem to eat shit. I haven't fallen on stage in a long time, but every time I do, I don't know how it happened. Like I'm shocked. You know, oh. you're shocked. You're like, it's like yeah. God just is all sit down for a minute. You know, I mean, I never thought about it, but we were in Salt Lake city and I was bringing whiskey to the stage. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe right. fucking God did trip me. You know? Yeah. Had enough of your it was game. Joseph Smith. Yeah, Joseph Smith fucking came and got me. He wanted to get uh, you, dude. So uh, the casualties, casualties released a video. Yes, casualties released a video. What was that like to make? I know you and Megers got together because you and Megers are roommates when he's not <clears throat> uh, visiting his uh, visiting his wife. His roommates visiting his wife. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what was it like filming a video like with everybody being apart? Because obviously no one's ever done something like this. Like, well, you know, you know as, getting through, as everyone's getting through this time, you know what I mean? Like, you guys yeah. have like, like, oh, let's film a video while we're all not together. It, it, and the other thing I didn't want to do too is time it, like, like have it caught in this time too much. And I just, um, I think that there was a time that was really awesome early on. And I don't give a fuck. I'm not saying it's bad if people do it now, but I think right when it started, when everybody was doing the masks on and, and really like COVID time videos, I think we needed those. And then Mm. at this point I was like, let's, let's not do the masks. And we were in different spots, but I would have, I kind of thought about it like, 
just make it like a Motley Crue video. This is some, this is some shit like Motley Crue would do because they don't like each other. So, you know, uh, Rick's on his fucking bass, on, on his motorcycle playing bass, and Jake's in Jersey on, you know, rocking out with his guitar. He's, a, he's, in, he's, in, Mon- he's in Montauk. He's up in, uh, he's up in <laughs> Hampton, bro. He's up in Hampton. He's in fucking New York City. He's in the Lower East Side, bro. He never left where Seabees was. Dude, right? he's, he, hasn't, he hasn't passed A Street in 15 years. Ever will. Never will. And, you know, so we did we did the video. Meggers just put up our banners right here. And yeah. he played, I went to Star Did it right there in the living room? Yeah. Right there in the living room? Nice. Scratched up my nice wood floors. Bro. Meggers, but man, uh, man, those, those, those New Yorkers don't know. You don't fuck with the Texans floor. Not these hard, good pine wood floors. <laughs> these hard, good pine wood floors. But yeah, it was, it, you know, and it was cool and, and we were able to get friends from all around and it was, it was important to, to all of us and, and really to what I did kind of want a time though, that we don't forget is all of this fucking racist shit that's going on in this big, big division. And what I kind of wanted to say is like, this is so not new. This is so, so, so fucking not new. So I pay homage in a way to all of this that's going on and be like, we we can't forget this because this is continuously going on. And I've talked to some people like, you know, in the big, big, like me trying to be thoughtful about other people that I don't really want to be. I think there's a lot of fucking confused people and um, a lot of confused, um, like, like fucking white people. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, my family's from a little town called Eagle Pass. And I can remember hearing people say stuff like certain Mexicans don't want to, they're not Mexican, they're Spanish. Mm -hmm. And, I remember hearing a lot of racist words, but on the regular, it wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't like bad to say it was kind of like, well, he just feels that way, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the thing that's so interesting when you just break mm-hmm. it down, like white people are mad right now because they're being treated the way that it's been so normal. So they're like, I don't understand why people now are like calling out white people on everything. It's like, dude, do you remember um, like 20 years ago, you used to drop the N-bomb like, like in a, you know, not in this rap way or this, what like you were just slang talking or, not that that's no, right. Like normal conversation. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I'm dropping it. Yeah. And, and I'd heard somebody say one time, like, uh, I heard a conversation with these older people and they said, you know, I don't understand this racism. There was old, um, old inward Joe and he lived up the road and we all got along. And I went. <laughs> like, he probably, he probably would always be like, yep, I still got that stupid name. Yeah. Every day and be like, oh, well. 
I'm like, no, you can't call him. That's what he called himself. No, no, he didn't. No, no, he wanted to be treated normal-ish, so he sacrificed being called that. You know what yeah. I mean? So you guys wouldn't fucking hang him. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, bullshit, dude. People are in this confusion, and if you take away um, the the money kind of issue, it, it is a big deal, man. Like, rich people don't want to lose that fucking, that stranglehold. And the only way, in my perspective, that we're going to kind of march forward is if we start saying, hey, we got to stop looking at, at how this is financially going to affect us and how is this going to affect, you know, you, John, as a kid, how is this going to affect my kids? Like, yeah. my going to end up getting the fucking shit beat out of them because the color of their skin, when these fucking kids are raised, fucking awesome. But it's mm-hmm. like older people, they want to keep this thing and you can't, you can't fucking put these biscuits back in. They done popped, baby. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to be said for that, man. I mean, we've said it, we've talked about it extensively, you know, but I, I really think this is like the last gener, not last, but one of the last really put real big pushbacks for white people, like being emboldened to be fucking white at this point. You know what I mean? Like, cause I have three kids. John's got fucking two kids. Um, you know, and, generally man no one's you know that shit that whole ideology will die out eventually you know what i mean it, it might take another 50 years but yeah. you know that it's go the problem is is that it's going that way and right people white people with trump being emboldening them and emboldening them to uh be able to say these things you know um you know they they are just now this is the clarion call of the death of the white fucking male power, I think, you know what I mean? And they don't know what to do with themselves. They've never reckoned with, you know, native Americans, what we did to African Americans. No one's ever fucking apologized or thought, you know, it's always like, well, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I didn't fucking do it. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, yeah. dude, I understand that you didn't do it. And, the, and guess what? Neither did I, but you can still like, if you step back one fucking second and have a little bit of compassion for what people may have gone through besides your fucking self, you could see it real easy, you know? And imagine if, if, if that would have happened a long, a long time ago, it, we'd live in a fucking different, different world, you know? And, and what sucks so bad, here's, here's where I'm going to like age myself. And I always feel you know, there, there's a there's a weird world that we live in because of this. You know, every step forward, we, we also bring negativity. Like, could you fucking imagine um, the the mental bullshit to be a kid right now? To oh, grow man. up, all of this shit at your fingertips, and um, it's weird. It's like. All of your insecurities are shining and pointing at you. And also all this like negative, negative, negative shit. And, um, you know, I sometimes worry like, you know, the thing that sucked, but that that had a positive aspect to it was like, we kind of grew up um, where you had to, you got called names if you didn't slap them back and fight back, 
then you know you 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 were forced to grow uh, a extra layer of skin mm-hmm. and kind of fucking work through it. But now these days, um, and I mean this with a lot of respect to young people, but you don't really need to leave your house if you don't want to. No. Anymore, and so the thing that scares me is that these hillbilly people—they're—they're they're making an effort to go out to be part of this outside world, and that's the one thing that that I fear. And you know, I, I get worried about bringing that up because I think it is a touchy subject. Yeah, it's it can get. I mean, first of all, raising kids right now isn't—it's it, weird, you know what I mean? But um. They They're just, like I'm, yeah, I mean, you, you can't, but you know, I, I've said this a million times. My kids, I have hope, dude. My kids are fucking smart. They understand more about politics at 12 years old than I ever fucking did. You know what no. I mean? And the majority of people and John's kids are the same, you know, and yes, the, the screens and the self, you know, the negative talk on the internet and all that shit, like, especially when you watch like the social dilemma and stuff, it's, it's gnarly. But what's, what is really crazy is that like, you've seen a massive shift in like just schools alone where like bullying is totally frowned upon and making fun of fucking kids with issues is frowned upon. And you know what I mean? Like the most popular kid in school will go out of his way to help the kid in a wheelchair because you look like an asshole when you don't, you know what I mean? Like, and it's, it really is changing. You know what I mean? And yes, there's pockets of just pricks everywhere. You know what I mean? But I, what I see is the majority of kids are, more compassionate, you know, more understanding, you know what I mean? Especially with the sexual rights and all that shit, you know what I mean? All gender stuff. But, um, and it's not everywhere. Obviously I'm speaking from California and we're, you know, I'm a lefty, you know, kind of, you know, for the most part and we are too, but, um, it's just, it's a trippy world to live in, man. But in general, it's like, yeah, you could stay inside all day, but kids are still fucking kids, man. And, and it, they don't get off. I feel like my kids' generations don't get off on being un- intolerable nightmares like we would have. <laughs> you know I mean? like, like when I was like, if the internet was around when I was a kid, woo, I'd be fucking oh. regretting some shit I put out there. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, you know. No, and, no. So I and think generationally, like we're fucking doing all right. You know what I mean? I think so too, and I really think like. um you guys as parents are and like my brother, he's just like, and and in some ways I've been thinking about this a lot, you know, the mistakes that, that, that I learned from with my parents was them doing the best that they, that they could do. And they really did the best that they could. And, and it gave my brother, like, he's just an amazing parent. Like I know you guys are like, able to speak with your kids and i just think like um the generation of your age and kind of my age what a fucking nightmare but at the same time what a rad way like when you fucking die you'll be like i did the fucking best with all of this bullshit going on so it's it's kind of a really cool fucking way to think about it the other day I heard Poncho barking and there were these uh, kids and I went out and I said, Hey, what's up? And they got kind of scared. We were just trying to get some like wood. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. What are you doing? Like we're building a fort. And me and Megger's got like granola bars and we're like 
here, take wood, stay outside, whatever <laughs> yeah. the fuck you want. Yeah. The fort. I should have like put like a like a joint like through it over to the side. <laughs> I'm gonna go get like a dirty magazine and put it in a in, in a like a, <laughs> stick it in the middle of, stick it in the middle of the wood. Bur- yeah, yeah how, bury it in a bush how, for him. Who was the guy that did that? What if you go back and it was like a a well thought out guy? Like I'm gonna put these. Up. It was some hero. Obviously, I mean, I fucking my whole teenage life got through it like that. You know, I know. We were, we were talking about that the other night, you know, like finding, you know, the only way you could get off when we were kids is you, you found some pervert that left some shit in bushes. You know what I mean? You're, you're in the middle of a bike ramp and you're all, whoa, there's a hustler. Oh, and you'd get off and you'd run yeah. around and fucking grab that shit, you know? Oh, dude, you want to talk about a different world. There was no sanitizer. There were no masks. <laughs> you were like, oh, yeah. I don't know. Smell it. I can see oh, most man. the titty. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. This is this will work. I'm gonna rip a, everyone would rip a page out, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Everybody had like a little piece in their wallet. <laughs> oh dude. My mom fucking I remember my mom fucking uh was washing my laundry once, dude, and I totally had a wadded up ass fucking, you know, piece of hustler in there. She comes in my room. She's like, what the fuck is this? I'm all, uh, 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 you know, I'm just like, I'm about to die. I'm on my water bed and I'm trying to crawl under it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, fuck. And she's like, she's, you know, she just laughed and fucking left, you know, but it's like, did you yeah. even have to bring it up, man? God damn it. You know what I'm doing with that. I don't, you, you, know just see, you know, these like, sheets are stickier than shit. Own it away. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So, uh, so you've ta- you know you've you've been in you've been in punk bands for a long time. You've toured. You've done like you've toured. You've toured every which way possible. You know what I mean? Like DIY of DIY tours. You know everything. Um, and you know how it is. Like being on tour, you got to roll with the punches. Sometimes the punches that come through, you're like, "What the fuck oh, is yeah. going on?" And you have like a a freak out moment. Um. We both recently lost a friend, Alec, from Leftover Crack. Uh, he was, this person was the king of letting shit roll off his back like nothing is wrong. And when literally you could, he is the, oh, where'd you go? I'm here. He's a, he, he was literally the definition of a person that like, yo, the, the, the van's on fire. Get in, bro. It's just, it's only on fire in the back of it. You know yeah. what I mean? Go so it, back, it'll go out. David, David did a tour with them that is pretty infamous. Um, he did a tour with Leftover Crack where he ended up being the singer of Leftover Crack. Wow. Um, and Alec was with him. I wasn't there, but I just I kind of want you to speak on like, like doing that tour and like Alec you know, just push through of like where anybody else in their right mind would have turned around at the border and gone home. Dude, okay, well, but this, I, is I, how, this is how charismatic, how charismatic Alec is that he convinced I, this whole thing to happen, probably. Dude, and and we had we cracked up about this for for a long time, but um, so it started. I was in Minneapolis. And 
I start getting these phone calls from Sturgeon and he's like, man, maybe, maybe you could just like come and like be like my friend and we could like go eat together and like do stuff. And I was like, oh man, I can't because the day, the, the next day after that tour, I'm going on like a South American tour with, um, casualties. Oh, perfect. We'll speak Spanish together. And I was like, this is, this is kind of odd, but, uh, it, he talked, he talked me into it. And so I'm getting, I'm, I'm flying out there and I'm getting on this little tiny plane from like Philly to uh, somewhere in Canada. And, um, Ron Martinez calls me and he goes, get off the plane, get off the plane right now. And I was like, what, what's happening? He goes, they're not getting across the border. Get off the plane right now. Oh, no. uh, and, and I was like, wait, what do you mean? And, and I remember there was me and this big guy, like a football player right next to me. And I was like moving my leg. And I was like, I, I don't think I can get off the plane right now. And uh, so the plane went up, came down. And um, I was trying to, I was trying to text everybody, Alex, Sturgeon, Brad, nobody would answer me. And eventually uh, Brad texted me back and he goes, you better learn those fucking songs. And that, that, was, <laughs> that was it. Like soft hearted Brad said that, like, you better learn those fucking songs. And, and that was, nobody texted me back. And I, I get to the hotel. leftover crack fashion. Yeah. yeah. Leftover crack fashion. Yes. And I get to the hotel. I meet with one of the other guys. Was it Brent that was playing guitar? And, um, was just like, I said, what's going on? He's like, I have no, no clue. So anyways, I start like, um, you know, it is when you're good friends with a band, you don't, for whatever reason, you may love the music, but you don't learn the lyrics. No. Like you, yeah. you're a butt. Yeah. You're like, Hey, I smoke some crack, shoot some dope. And big big and you, 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 you know, <laughs> I gotta learn all these lyrics and um, they kept saying Alec will probably show up uh, at the hotel pretty soon well he never showed up to the fucking hotel (laughs) and we all met at the club and he's like sitting there like probably like smoking and going what's up Dave (laughs) I'm like I don't know what's up he's like I guess that's get a bite and maybe run over these songs real quick. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's not cool. It's not cool at all. I'm, I'm fucking like freaking out. And the show was like fucking sold out, dude. <laughs> that, uh, like, was it at, at, at Foops? Was it at Foops? No, no. It was at this fucking huge, uh, it was bigger. Like, yeah. Huge. Like a theater. And, um, like, Two layers and okay. Like, oh, you know, I think we played there last time. I can't think of the name of it right now. Yeah, did you, did you play there? Did we play there? No, no, we didn't play there. But okay. it was it was big. It was it it might have been bigger, but <clears throat> hundred. They, they probably did like fifteen hundred. Yeah, the place was fucking packed. We <laughs> did so it was okay. And then the best part was Alec was like the next day. He's like, hey, all right. I, I, and oh, don't forget, I drove. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he goes, yes. This is so leftover crack fashion. The big problem here was one of the big problems. They were selling so much merch, they couldn't keep up with it. So mm-hmm. Alec is like, you know what would be cool? Like, maybe if you run back, because you know people know you and stuff. You want to say hi, but you go sell some merch. <laughs> then come up, do a couple songs, and then go back and sell merch. That'd be cool, right? And I was like, hold on. I remember it. I was like, can I talk to you? I was like, stressed, dude. I was like, can I talk to you in the other room alone? He's like, all right. And I said, dude, we need we need to have like an agreement. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And I was like, I'm not selling merch. And Alec just, it's cool. Don't sell merch. <laughs> <laughs> I need to sell merch. Well, I don't know. And then the next, the next day we're picking everybody up and somebody was counting the money and we were like 500 and something dollars short. <laughs> and Alec goes, uh, yeah, well, I guess we are. Let's, let's go to the next show. <laughs> and, and I was thinking if that would have happened in any of my other bands, I was like, no, no. I was like, go back up to your room and look. It's probably by now. And I was like, are you kidding me? And I wasn't blaming or saying where it was going. I was scared. I was like, no, that's a lot of money, dude. We need to find, find it. Let's let's rip the fucking van apart. Let's fucking stop over here at what is that fucking coffee shop in Canada? Thorns. Uh, ben Hortons. Yeah, uh, yeah, Ben Hortons. Not Van Horton. It's uh, what is it? Tim ben. Horton. Tim Horton. Tim Horton. Tim Horton. God damn it. Yeah, I was like, hold on, <clears throat> find this fucking uh, this fucking money, and he's just like, guys, it's gone. Uh, the the maid. Has- by now it was lost. He like I remember him just sitting back and going, "Let's just go." <laughs> and I was like, "Holy!" Yeah. If and, that happened to they, my band, everyone would have been fired. <laughs> oh yeah, like, this is this is when this is when two members of the band didn't get into Canada, and they just throw Dave in as a singer. <laughs> yeah. And Alex just like, and that's typical Alec. Literally, he'd always Are be you, like. It'd be like, bro, no, 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 that's not good. What, what are you talking about? We're gonna do that, and I'd be like, okay, like here we go. <laughs> yeah. oh, you know? and he was always just like, everything's cool, man. Like, it's too bad. And then, the thing is that it usually was in a weird way. <laughs> it, it, it was, it was his, wild. Like, and like you know- it always was what it was, and his non-stressing would, uh, like, yeah. He yeah, was like to... he was like the dude of punk rock. You oh, I mean? dude, <laughs> he, he he most definite definitely was, and it was like I think you you know what's funny, and not to bring any kind of downer on this, and not funny in a way, but odd was right before this this happened. Um, I I started thinking about Alec, and then I had. <laughs> I saw a picture of Alec with like a red t-shirt on and I thought that it was a little bit odd and it wasn't, you know, uh, the next day, you know, um, from Brad and, and this is like a, a big, big wake up call. Like 
there's as much as we fucking scream and yell and pray or whatever it is you do, there's no going backwards in right. time. From that but, point. Yeah, there's just not. Yeah. And, you know, I think we have this really awesome group of people like all of us that we can accept the pain and we can also accept like these incredibly great times that we had together. And maybe like you guys are talking about like how these kids are learning. We're, we're learning, we're navigating these, these troubled times. And it's like, shit's fucked up, dude. And we got to reach out to each other a little bit more. And I, you know, I, I think that it's, I think that when, when that happened, all of us wrote each other and, and it had been a while, you know, just got a message from John. I wrote him, Hey, I love you. Just thinking about you. And uh, it's heavy, dude. It it, kind of chokes me up thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy that we've gotten here and that's, you know, it's life though. It Sadly, is, you know, what and I mean? it's it's the machine that that I like to be part of. Like your business to me is a, it, it's something to people. Even it's like these little things that you may not quite recognize, but like your restaurant gives me some hope of like that we're we're here. We're yeah, it's gonna be okay, man. We're gonna we're get gonna out of this. Okay. We're gonna be okay. We're gonna get yeah. through this. Yeah, you know, and we're gonna have your comedy routine happen uh, on the stage when it happens. I'm here. I'm You're here. Scared. You do it. Um, Beautiful. Well, is there is there anything you wanna is there anything you wanna put out there? Is there anything you want to uh, say? Promote. Talk, talk about. Um. Anything. Let's, well, Tell you know, love each other. I I love I love being part of this. Um, I'd like to say you know to people out there support the bands that you fucking love because right now we have no clue. Uh, I was into like a very fucking insightful program on, on NPR. And this guy was saying with everything going on, we'll probably like the public will get this vaccination. If you agree to it um, in the fall. So around this time next year, next year, so you can pretty much guarantee that you might see one or two shows, but you're not going to see it like this. And you're probably not going to see it how you've seen it ever again, or let's say for the next three years. Right. So support local fucking businesses, um, support your bands and, um, you know, reach out to one another and fucking I don't know, man. Let's let's try to let's let's try to get through this shit together. Love let's it. Let's get man. through this shit, yo. Let's get through this shit. Love it. Well, thank you very much for coming on with us, man. We really uh, we really appreciate it. It was really great to talk to you. It's a pleasure cool. to meet you, bud. Hey, great to meet you. I know. Next time we do this, though, maybe maybe the um, John the uh, the camera can pan to like one of those cool casualties flyers that I can't see in the. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, next time. No, no, next time. Next time. We'll talk about that. Next time. Right. No, not now. Okay. <laughs> right by the starving wolves one. Yeah. There you go. 
Oh, that one is right to the that left. Right over there, right over there. I can't move the camera. <laughs> well, thanks, Dave, man. I love you, man. And love you, brother. I'll see you soon. Stay safe out there, bro. Well, you guys take care, and it was a pleasure. Bye-bye. Right. Thank you very much, Dave. Catch you on Bye. the flip. Yeah.